Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Hey, man, y'all got beer still? Y'all got beer still? Y'all ain't out, are y'all? Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters, 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers, Coley Wyman, Sandro Arvalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. Someday, Sandro, we're going to change your name in the intro. Over the Sandro Aravalo? Sandro, how do you how do you say it? How, how do you say it when you introduce yourself? Sandro. It's like with an ah and an O. Oh. Sandro and you know, uh, Aravalo, Sandro Aravalo. Right? Aravalo. Yeah, right. if you want me to get all ethnic, it'd be Sandro Aravalo. Oh, I like that. Oh, that yeah, that's a good spin. You know what? I might just find a voiceover guy that is a Latin. <laughs> Go just, to Telemundo. Just for your name. <laughs> Telemundo. He'll be a goal after it, too. <laughs> and you hear the little... The little there are more old drunks in the world than there are old doctors. All right. Well, we welcome Coley back. It's good to have the crew back together again. What up, Coley? Thank you. It's good to be back. Um, she's gonna come in. Uh, she's got some beer pong to talk about. Uh, the Guru is gonna be making an appearance on Draft Forty Two as well, which is awesome. Uh, we're also gonna talk to him a little bit about the Booze and Tug update, and he has some uh, stats and some advice for those of you who are plugging along in your fantasy football like endeavors. Because I'm plugging along. No, you're you're owning is what you are. I'm <laughs> plugging along. Woo! I am. I am not and doing well. I am shitting the bed yeah. consistently. Cole, you are an expert when it comes to shitting the bed this year. Apparently, you've taken it over from. Well, I thought Nick was going to be the guy to shit the bed the most. Yeah, but somehow is the other person in that in that house. Dope. Very sad. Well, I think my his first win was to me. <laughs> that, was. that was the most upsetting part. <laughs> that's that's when the torch was passed. Imagine Man. like oh, being in the same household. <laughs> so very sad. And if we have time, we're going to get to uh, now that the World Series has ended and Thank some of God. us Dodgers fans need to think about something else. Ugh. We're going to talk about the uh, the MLB stadiums that are ranked. I've ranked the MLB stadiums that have the best beers. Ooh. Cool. So on draft. But nice. we'll get to that uh, here soon. But Sucked. all that being said, if we're going to do that, we're going to probably get a little parched. Might be time for the beer of the day. Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and w- w- water. The beer of the day. Today's beer of the day comes to us from one of my favorite of uh, breweries. From Prairie Artisan Ales. Today we have Phantasmagoria Imperial Double IPA. Nice. This here comes in at an 8% ABV. Alcohol. And a 70 IBU. I be you. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. Anyways. Um, Isn't there like a Disney saying that's like you be you or something? And Ooh, I want to be just like you. I want to walk like you and talk like you. Right? It's that one, right? Maybe, but there's some, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Or it could be, a, no, it might be uh, Aladdin. In Aladdin where he's got to be, um, you got to be yourself or something or, I don't know. Yeah. Who, who might decide on this? I don't things? know, but you did a great job singing in the Jungle Book. You like Thank that? You. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Not one lesson. Um, so I'll let you guys try that out while I read to you what Prairie wants you to think about this particular beer. 
Phantasmagoria is an IPA that is low in malt flavors, but high in hops. We brew this beer as a, as a nude. <laughs> that's Whoa. Perfect. It wow. says N-O-O-D. Oh. Uh, if, that's, if that's not a, uh, a misspelling, it's still pretty good. We brew this beer as a nude to the big hoppy flavors of the West Coast. Oh, it's not. I get it. Yeah, we use loads. <laughs> Jeez, <new laughs> we use loads. loads of citrusy and penis of piney hops at the end of the boil and in the fermenter to make this beer a hop experience. Uh, Fifty-four thousand rankings so far on Untapped, and it does have right now a combined score of three point nine eight. So pretty high. Oh. So Tug hasn't tried it yet then. Clearly, he hasn't <laughs> rated it yet to bring down <laughs> the overall. To uh, three seven five. It's interesting that the notes say that it's not malty. I got all malt on my sip. Are you guys getting that too? It's very malt forward. Yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah, that is interesting. I saw you check the uh, brood on date. Are we all good? I couldn't tell. It's in some kind of code. Oh, there you go. Some kind of I don't want to tell you when this beer was made code. It's a Freemason (laughs) code. (laughs) You got to luck with your like lucky charms, like unscrambler that you get at the bottom of the box. Oh, the decoder, the uh, (laughs) the decoder. What was that in that Christmas story? The uh, that you got for? Oh, uh, was it Maltine or uh, what? (laughs) I keep thinking Maltos because the Maltos Falcons. Malto milk. Malto milk, right? And you got the little decoder ring. I'm shocked I knew that. It's like drink your Malto milk or something. He's like, that's it. That's for that's 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 for people that can't afford milk. You mix that shit in water. Oh well, how about that? Yeah. Like, so it's a non-dairy creamer, I, I guess. Yeah, I think so. That's what she said. It's a malt. Hmm. So um, anyways, well, uh, what do you guys think? Good? Bad? I mean, mm. you said malty. or like a little malty. Kind of so-so on it. Yeah. It is at first, but I once I get past that, I get a lot of the fruit mm-hmm. and citrus. I almost taste like an apple as well. Mm-hmm. I can taste like, that. I taste like an apple on the back end. Huh. Yeah, I can taste that. I don't know. I, like, What would you guys give this if you were untap rating it right now? Ooh, probably about a three. That's it. I don't like the malty. Yeah, I'm about a 3.5. The maltiness is killing it for me. For like what I expected out of that, I thought it'd be a lot more brighter. It it might not be the beer's fault. I mean, if it's fresh off the tea, it might be a little different. But this can in particular Mm. is... It feels like it maybe went through like some heat uh, (laughs) exchange. You know what I mean? Yep. Wiley, was this in your hot car? Are you giving us hot car beer? No, I would not give you it a hot It could have been anywhere I'm just kidding. in the road, you know what I mean, like before Wiley got it. So did you get it at the Village Greens market? No, this came from Whole Foods. Oh, no shit. No, no, Whole I'm going to have to go yell at John. Yeah, why don't you go tell John <laughs> what's up and go, hey, brother. Lick, lick, lick my balls. No, this guy's a good guess. <laughs> Pull it together, man. Huh, so anyways, well, uh, I guess that still means, though, that we're going to have to get through at least this one for round one. All right. Round one. <laughs> I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. I do get what you're saying, though. I don't know that I would. Something isn't right about that. I wouldn't drink this all day. Yeah. Certainly. No, no, no. This this other one's a lot more refreshing. So I, I have a proud moment here. Not only do we get through round one. But I've also started the timer for round two. Wow. 12 minutes. So if you're keeping track at home, you have 12 minutes to finish whatever beer you're listening to. Oh, you know or what? Drinking. I kept or drinking at home while for, you're listening to us. For Draft 41 <laughs> and kept up. It was awesome. Which one? Draft 41 on Sunday when I listened to it. You I kept, had my beer, kept up. It was fun. I was, like, it, I was like part of the show. 
Well, yeah. Twice? Literally, you were part of the show. <laughs> and somewhere in your house, there's still a top spinning like an inception. It's like a parallel universe. It's like, I'm part of the show again. Sandro breaks the universe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> leave it up to me. <laughs> I was going to say, with the egg of knowledge, he broke the universe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah it's, well, dude. if the universe is an egg of knowledge, dude, it is doomed when Sandro At the end lives. of the day, like you're getting the meaning of life. It's just going to be me eating a big old omelet. A Danver. A Danver omelet. Uh-huh. That John Denver's full of shit, man. Drinking a really fresh beer. Yeah, drinking uh. a fresh beer. Shame, shame. Uh, speaking of shame, let's go on to the song of the day. Music. Remix. Alcohol makes a big man small and can lead to a life of crime. The song of the day. That's the name of this song here. Crazy. I like it. Shame, <laughs> shame, shame. Shame. Reminds shame. me of the back of the chain, chain, chain. Like, uh-huh. like, <laughs> chain of you, pools. You like, like, that one. <laughs> this is American singer and songwriter and actress L. King. Her full name is Tanner L. Schneider. Oh, yeah, that really translates to L. King. But I see the, the correlation there. Well, you know who her dad is? Martin Luther Jr.? No, no. The it owner is. of Schneider's Pretzels. No, <laughs> it is one <laughs> Deuce Bigelow. Where this wonderful drop came Rob from? Rob Schneider. Yep. Nice, this is dude. Rob Schneider's daughter right here, L. Yeah. King. Is she hot? Because he's goofy. She's she's not bad. That's that's her. She's not bad. Okay. Hey. Oh. Yeah, she looks she looks doesn't look like him. No, meow. She's hot. But here's here's why she looks like and has a name like uh, she does. She was born back on July 3rd to comedian Rob Schneider and former model London King. Okay. So that's where her looks and her last name came from. Wow. Uh, obviously, her musical style encompasses country, soul, rock, and blues. She released her first uh, EP, her debut EP, as it were, back in 2012, and her first album in 2015. She's the one that did that song, X's and O's. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's her? That's yeah. her, yeah. Oh. Now that you mentioned that, that sounds really familiar. Kind of the same style right as this song, For as sure. it were. X's and O's earned her two Grammy nominations. Look at her. Yeah, look at her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning where everything is. There it is. Look at me! On the new uh, soundboard. Um, I, I meant to organize it, but uh, clearly that ain't working. It's color coordinated. But she did. Uh, it, it looks nice, right? It's, it's nice. nice. It's, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's nice. Taste the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Be the rainbow. Skittles. Uh, she started her singing career back in Are we getting paid for that? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> the Skittles drop? I hope. Uh, I mean. You know what? Maybe I need to get a Skittles drop. Someday. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Be the rainbow. They just uh, drove a truckload of Skittles in my house. So I have to say it. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in a parade. <laughs> That's crazy. 
She began her singing career back in 2005 at the age of 16. She used a fake ID to get entry to local clubs to do her gigs. So she was. See, really, I was going to listen to her, but now no, I'm I'm done. I can't support I'm that some kind hoodlum of behavior. like that. My God, support <laughs> underage <laughs> drinking with a fake ID. Damn it! But she is. Uh, she's on tour uh, in the U.S. this fall and winter. And unlike Billie Eilish from last week, uh, there are still tickets available. So <clears throat> I, would, uh, I'm not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean you can actually right, go hey, see you her. Know, that's okay. She's dude. in L.A. in November, so <laughs> be down for that. If you want to check out her tour dates, shots fired. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God! Do we have a celebrity feud? <laughs> oh no! Holy shit! Dun dun dun! Uh, Lking dot com. E L L E King, all one word. Dot com. Nice. I like that. It had a cool little group to it. Yeah, all of her songs. Like if you go through and listen, they all got that kind of like kind of old school. It's almost like a pinup model singing because uh, she's very curvy as well. So it's like a pinup model singing blues and hmm. whatnot. But That's she's cool, gone man. on a tour with like a lot of country artists. Uh, that's so interesting. And, um, what, who are the ones with the banjos? Um, they could kind of shake it up a little bit. Mom, uh, Mumford. Mumford and Sons. She was yeah. on tour with Mumford and Sons in like oh. uh, uh, Georgia, Florida line or something. So, I mean, she has a, a wide range, as it were, of musical styles. Nice. So, Coley, welcome back. Thank you. How was your week? It had a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and a lot of highs again. So, Ooh, uh, hello. My, uh, <laughs> my best guy friend, Steve-O, got married, and I... Had the honor to be a bridesmaid in the wedding. Congrats to Steve-O. Yes, Steve-O and Melissa. So happy they're getting back from there. Yeah. See, like, yeah. with all the, like, the Steve-O talk and the banana hammock and everything, I totally thought that was, like, your gay friend. No, he's... <laughs> that's, that's what I no, figured. No, he's super nope. straight. Cool, he's, good yeah. for him. Hey, he's, like, the nicest awesome. guy, like, in the world. Hey, nicest you guy. You can be nice and not gay or gay. That's fine. No, no, yeah, I'm what just saying, saying, like... Yeah, what you saying? Gay guys aren't nice? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, he... Oh, I mean, he's just, like... That's what I'm saying! I mean, hey, he, congratulations, Steve. Yeah, right? You probably hate Skittles, too. Probably. <laughs> anyway. He How got, was your week? <laughs> <laughs> he got married at Firestone Winery. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, it was really nice. nice. It was a really, really pretty wedding, so it was awesome. nice to be a part of it. And then I came home, and my mom told me my dog was really sick, and she's in the hospital, and she kept it from me all weekend because she didn't want me to not enjoy Steve's wedding, so... And hence the lows. Wow. Yeah, so that was the low of my week, and she was in the hospital for an entire week. Don't even ask me what it cost. It was a small fortune. Oh, poor But um, they got Portia back to working order, if you will, and we got to take her home last Friday. So that was another, like, super high point. I'm really happy. And my mom is really happy because we were, like, devastated. And then Saturday, we had an October fest at the Wyman house. Oh, boy. At the shanty. <laughs> yes, at the shanty. Kind of nice. ce- kind of was like nice to celebrate <laughs> P's homecoming as well. So that, oh, nice. that, that was good. And uh, yeah, made some brats, smoked some brisket on the Traeger. I was, yeah. I was totally thinking that something else was going to come up after that. Smoked like some weed. Every cigars. day. I don't know. You were just hoping so. she was holding right now. I don't huh? know. I mean, shit. Or like, sister. He's like, did you bring right. any leftovers? <laughs> like, Can holding. you spare a dime? Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, then here we are. Sandra, nice. how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good, except the fucking Dodgers lost. And well, that, yeah. I'm getting over that. Um, yeah, it's pretty bittersweet. It's nice that it's over. I don't have to fucking stress over that shit anymore, but damn. So close. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just uh, cruising, you know, work. Works work. Oh, I don't know. It's I've had a okay week. Not too bad. You know, things are cruising right along. That's good. Not nice. right along. Super stoked. Yeah, nothing really too crazy out of the ordinary. Family's good. I'm good. Yeah, making it happen. What about you, Wiley? 
Well, um, I was on vacation last week. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I took some time off just to step back from to work. To get to know Wiley a little bit? Yeah, to have some Wiley time, <laughs> as it were. Everyone does need me time. It's very healthy. It's mm. true. Well, are you talking Coley time or Wiley <laughs> yeah, time? Yeah, Coley. <laughs> Everybody needs to hang out with me more. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Um, actually, uh, so it was, I took Darby on a daddy daughter vacation. I went up the central coast, nice. uh, stayed the first night at the sideways Inn in Buellton. Yeah. Mm. Which, from like the movie sideways. This which, is one of my yeah, favorites. Used to be an old, uh, days in it's got the windmill for those of you who have, who passed by that area. Nice. Uh, it was definitely run down the first time I stayed there about 10 years ago. They've done a really, really nice job putting it together. Uh, nice. had a great time there. Um, went to a place called the back room in Solvang. Which and, and sat down for a long time with the uh, head brewer and owner of Third Window Brewing up in Santa Barbara. Huh. who makes some amazing beers. Mm. And it is a speakeasy. Tend to hit the speakeasies, you know. That's cool. Um, you go to the back of a home brewer's shop, and there's this library shelf. And you push on the right one, and it opens up into a beer bar in the back. Wow. That's got really cool. Very, very good. Very good um, selection back there. So hit there. Stayed in Morro Bay the next night. Um, went to a place called Legends to watch the Dodgers that night. Uh, I think they lost that night oh no no i think they i think it might have been the night they went forever oh that yeah. was that was friday night right? that was friday night oh, my yeah and then the next night i ended up in paso um i met someone in morro bay I was like hey there's a new opening uh for a restaurant tomorrow called jeffrey's uh in paso robos it's a thing it's, it's got a giant courtyard tvs everywhere they're very welcoming of darby and myself and so it was very mm. good that sounds cool yeah it was a good time there. that's so, cool man and then came back and I had a hangover. I think I still do. I'm mm. um, still working through that, as it were. Ouch. Still all beer bloated and my pants don't fit. And uh, and then here we are uh, at Draft we are. 42. 42. Good stuff. That's so nice. speaking of traveling, uh, we have a new uh, travel-heavy news uh, segment. Uh, are you guys ready for some news? Yeah. Always. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to, this is the Booze Line News. KBCE, Booze League Radio. Our first uh, story of the day comes from Reykjavik, Iceland, although it is primarily all about Americans. Hmm. Last week, 7,000 American sailors and Marines, as well as the military forces from 30 other countries, participated in something called the Trident Juncture, the largest military campaign, like not campaign, but exercise essentially in decades, basically since the Cold War ended. The U.S. forces, who that week were based out of Reykjavik, literally drank the city dry of beer in the four days that they were there. Whoa. <laughs> they were not messing around that weekend. I read about this now. Yeah. I saw, well, I didn't read about it. I saw a headline. So So this is this is the story. So local blogger Eric Jonsson Jonsson uh, <laughs> reported that <laughs> that the owners of bars were trying hard to serve up whatever the Americans wanted, but they were fighting quote unquote an overwhelming force. <laughs> uh, Ingvar Svensson, who's a bartender at a bar called The American Bar, funny enough said, we had to send people out of the bar to our warehouses to bring back beer as quickly as possible. Other bars ran out of beer altogether. As the beer supply dwindled, bar owners began to reach out to each other and to other beers that might have a better stock bar for help, but no one could keep up with the rush of Americans drinking beer in Iceland that weekend. Now, uh, for those of you wondering, well, why don't you switch to something else? Ooh, that is a loud round two coming up. Uh, and this round two is brought to you by... 
The Beer Matic 5000. Oh, no. All right, so hopefully at home you have your beers ready to go. We are still on, because it's had the Beer Matic 5000, we're still on the Fortunate Islands. That's good. So cheers, everybody. Round two. Cheers. Round two. Give me two. And Americans are often uh, in Reykjavik. <laughs> Give me 20. Um, <laughs> Give me 20. Hard liquor was available. Um, but but some, no. And some American soldiers did have some. But the price on liquor in Iceland is much higher compared to the U.S. So they were not, not really something that they were into buying. Mm-hmm. Calls were eventually placed to a Reykjavik local brewery. Uh, their name is unpronounceable to me. Um, oh, but they are referred to as the King in the North. Oh, that's funny. Bring a little bit of Game of Thrones back into it for you guys. Yeah. Um, Sandra and I are, you know, on the most current season. (laughs) Such fans. (laughs) But that uh, that brewery actually worked overtime. They brought in extra people to make emergency shipments. They're like, they're like, just piss at this for, barrel. Get shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> help, help the Americans. That's Corona, okay. Um, now, Ingvar Svensson, you remember our friend from the American bar, did say the Americans were very polite and friendly and caused no problems at all. Looked like they were having a lot of fun. It was fun for us, too, having them there. So, um, for those of you keeping track at home, Trident was it the Trident Juncture. Again, the largest uh, military um, exercise in, God, in 40 years. 40,000 military people, 150 planes, 70 ships, and 10,000 vehicles huh. were involved in this. It's the biggest NATO-backed... Uh, so if like our enemies attack us when we're all hungover because we drank Iceland's beers... <laughs> well, it's, like, it's only, it's only 70,000 out of the 40,000. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Sorry, 7,000 out so, of 40,000. Uh, yeah. right, well, huh. so, but um, that uh, particular uh, military exercise is due to end November 7th. So no word as to where the... The locust swarm of beer drinkers from America is off to next, but yeah. oh, you better wow. have some. You better have some beer supplies. If uh, your significant other is in Iceland, send them a care package. <laughs> yeah, right. A, a porch bomb. A porch bomb. <laughs> a porch bomb. Yeah, we have a good segment on how to not get them like uh, called out, right? Yeah. Altoids, baby. Altoids, Altoids and yeah. pickles. Porch bomb from the bomb uh, boozley bombshell. Yeah. All right, our next one, our number two. <laughs> number two. Who does number two work for? Damn it. <laughs> You know, we quoted that movie today. I don't remember why. We did it at work. It happens. Oh. Awesome Powers? Liquid, why would you not quote it? Liquid Hot Magma, because we have a mac and cheese off tomorrow. Uh, do you really? Yeah. For Halloween, where we, like people can bring in mac and cheese. and then Pretty cool. There'll be taste testers. You can put tickets in, and first prize wins, like, I don't know, 75 bucks or something. I've never heard of a mac and cheese off. We had a salsa off last year and a chili off the year before that. I like it. What's I wonder what's next. Shirt off. Shirt off. I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's half my Halloween costumes, Jesus. So I can't wear them to work. Our next, uh, our next uh, story number two comes from Brewdog. Did you guys hear about Brewdog's latest endeavor? Nope. No. Brewdog Brewing has announced a special flight next February for their Equity Punks. Equity Punks. Is this are a the- beer flight or a plane flight? 
It's an actual flight in the sky. Okay, gotcha. And right. the equity punks, remember, they're the ones who said, hey, you can buy a portion of our brewery and become like equity owners of the brewery. Okay. That's how they raise capital, which is actually a very smart idea. Sure. So to reward those who did that, this is what BrewDog had to say. And they call them equity punks. Our equity punks are the lifeblood of our business. They're the reason we are where we are today. And for that, we are eternally grateful. So to prove, we will go the distance to thank our closest friends and family. We are chartering a flight from the UK to America to show our equity punk community that they helped show them what they helped us build. This is BrewDog Airlines. So they have one flight, basically, but... It will take place, uh, fly from London to Columbus, Ohio on February 1st, 2019. It'll feature the highest ever beer tasting, unless you've done it with Sandra. <laughs> the highest ever beer tasting. <laughs> and what she did, I probably don't remember. <laughs> uh, but they have a special beer that was designed to taste better at a high altitude in the pressurized cabin. Hmm. Uh, they have a BrewDog-inspired dining on board paired with BrewDog beer and served by Cicerone-trained cabin staff and specially canned cocktails from Lone Wolf. Now, once the flight lands in Columbus, passengers will be treated to two days of brewery tours, pub crawls, and dinners and lunches in both Columbus and Cincinnati. Damn. So, so they get to try the Cincinnati steamer. That's why. That's I, I thought it was from Cleveland. Uh, it could be both. <laughs> I thought it was a Cincinnati mustache. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cincinnati bow tie. That's what she said. The Cincinnati bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the Jacksonville suspenders. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Touche. You just don't. You just don't want it. You don't um, want it. You don't want to have don't, anything to don't do even, with that. Don't even it's, ask. It's okay. Don't even Google it. Um, the price for this is uh, twelve hundred and fifty pounds per person. That's British pounds, not actual Definitely pounds. Don't Google it. Yeah. Urban Dictionary is not your friend. Urban Dictionary is not your friend. Uh, it's about sixteen hundred dollars, but that includes airfare, food, and lodging. So one way. Both both ways. Ways. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, not too ways. bad. Yeah, well, that's pretty cheap. Sixteen hundred is basically for a beer vacation. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And finally, although I don't believe this particular individual in this is from Florida, uh, he could be. Is this the guy that sent all the mail packages? Because he definitely was from Florida. He, well, he was absolutely from Florida. <laughs> I, I like, thought about that. I'm oh like, well, God. maybe no Florida man segment this soon, week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he. <laughs> Okay, Florida man here. We're do- so this guy sent packages. Um, <laughs> Not porch bombs. You know, yeah, actual bombs. <laughs> actual fucking bombs. So, uh, <laughs> so Boston flight diverted because drunk bro wouldn't stop doing pull-ups. Oh, pull-ups, yes. really? Yeah, Out of everything? Yeah. How upset would you be if you just want to like get this flight over with and some fucking dude, some, some bro is like gronking out in the middle of an aisle? Uh, an intoxicated passenger boarded a plane with... He had two dogs at this point that he had to manage. He, bl- he was blatantly stumbling down the aisle trying to make it to his seat. After the flight took off, he had a few more beers, even some liquor, then just stood up in the aisle for no reason whatsoever. One of the other passengers made the mistake of saying, what are you going to do, some pull-ups? And so he did. Uh, <laughs> like, in, like in the baggage <laughs> Yeah, he opened up the baggage compartment and started doing pull-ups in the baggage compartment. And uh, he became belligerent when a flight attendant asked him to stop, started calling her names, and then refused to stop or even sit down. They actually had to divert the flight from Boston to Kansas City where cops escorted him off the plane. Damn. Him and some I don't know, some chick he was with. So, um, I mean, what a couple. I uh, would have been like, wow. see you later, buddy. 
you're a fucktard. Yeah. Goodbye. You're out. I'm taking the dogs and I'm going home. Right. But she, you know, they both got off. Maybe she's mad. I don't know. There's no word on whether they stayed together. <laughs> but there is word on whether the FBI charged or arrested him, which they did not. Huh. So the flight did eventually touch down in Boston where it was scheduled to go. 90 minutes late. Yeah. And his name was Gronkowski? It seems it should be. <laughs> it should be. He was flying He was flying from Jacksonville to... Uh, do you guys watch The Good Place by chance, speaking of Jacksonville? I know, I know. No. There, uh, it's well worth watching. Those of you at home, Good Place is well worth watching. It's a great premise. Is it on like Netflix? Or? Yeah, they actually have, I think, two to three seasons on Netflix. And okay. season oh. four is out now on network. Okay. On, on the network. Um, it's an ne- actual network show. Like I think it's NBC or something, which oh. I normally don't even watch those shows. Yeah. This is a fantastic premise. Okay. I will not spoiler any of it with you, but it actually does have some really good twists. The butler did it. No, well, <laughs> God damn it, Sandra. <laughs> How dare you? It's a game of Clue. <laughs> but um, they had uh, one of the guys in it is from Jacksonville. And he, there's a scene where he went to visit a friend and the Jacksonville International. Oh, no, it's the. It's the uh, Randy Macho Man Savage non-international Whoa. <laughs> airport. Damn. <laughs> it has got this Holy big painting oh of Randy the Macho Man Savage on the side. Is that the Slim Jim guy? Yeah. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. That's like the in-flight like, meal. Like, <laughs> would you oh, like another yeah. Slim Jim? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if that actually is Jacksonville's International <laughs> Airport, but damn, that's a funny joke. Wow. And it had uh, non-international, like non was written there like they had forgotten it. It was like non-international airport. They make a lot of fun of Jacksonville in that show, but. Damn. <laughs> anyway, so that's what it is. That's and that's good. the way the news goes. Wow. That was some serious stuff. Well, I was, um, I was reminiscing about the good old college days because my nine-year graduation anniversary is coming up in December. I cannot believe I've been out of college for nine years. I know. And I still am not using my major for what I'm doing. Fun times, right? What was your major? Is it major laser? Uh, uh, Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. It was... um, Liberal studies, because I went to school to be an elementary school teacher. Ooh, and you saw one look at those kids, and you're like, hell no. No, I graduated college, and they're like, oh, you should probably go back for like another five years, because there's no teaching jobs. Oh, thanks. So I went into something else completely different, and here I am today. But in my reminiscing, I was thinking about beer pong, and then I was curious as to the history of beer pong and how it got started. Nice. These so, are all good questions. Right? Now, I now mean, that you've brought them up, I'm curious about the same thing. When I'm stressed mm-hmm. out, like, you know, I told you my, my week had kind of some highs and some lows. So when I'm stressed out, my mind just keeps keeps going. And um, anyway, beer pong was like one of them when I was thinking about college, apparently. So we know beer pong, clearly, as the drinking game in which players throw a ping pong ball across a table with intent of landing the ball in a cup of beer at the other end of the table. Mm-hmm. There's teams, right, usually one-on-one or two against two. Um I think the origin of all, from what I read, uh, the original beer pong was played with paddles in fraternities at Dartmouth College between the 1950s and 1960s. So it's like a pretty old game. If so you think about it. So where does the like the game Beirut? Because that was like the original like that version was, of it. They right? like mentioned it. Yeah, it's kind of Beirut. Okay. Yeah. Is there a difference in like the rules of Beirut and what we know as? I think now? the fact that they use the paddles and then, I mean, clearly all the rules are different. Huh. Everyone has like their house rules. I think. Well, I don't know if they use the paddles for Beirut. I was just curious as to how that like had to do with it, but it's all. They like mentioned it, but didn't go into detail on okay. Beirut because I was like in the, gotcha. the beer pong wiki. It's because Beirut okay. doesn't exist anymore. The country just doesn't exist. Okay. So the game is done. <laughs> yeah. Finito. Isn't that a city? I, I thought it was like a small Beirut's country, in right? Lebanon. Then isn't it gone now? No? Lebanon's still there. 
Okay. Are you thinking of like Shame. Persia? Shame. No, I thought I thought that shit was like one of those like weird little like colonies that like changed. I could all be kinds wrong, but going on. But I don't like, know that I am. There are little countries like our city that things that just disappear all yeah. the time. No, Beirut got bombed to but Jesus. Um, Interesting. Recently. Oh, by the way, um, we're about three. Oh yeah, you're right. Look at you. Two, one. Time for round two. It's the largest city, three. largest city in Lebanon, so it's still there. I wonder if my <laughs> boss was born there. He's from Lebanon. Huh, is that pro- maybe I don't know. I'll have to ask him tomorrow. But you know, one thing I, I do know because I do know um, uh, Dickhead's uh, wife Gina. Her whole family's Lebanese, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, so we occasionally will talk to their grandpa and, and like their their grandparents. And I guess it used to be before the weird Revolutionary War and stuff that actually like destroyed Beirut. Oh, okay. The beaches were freaking amazing. They said because it's right on the Mediterranean. They said mm-hmm. the beaches would, yeah, would just amazing. blow your mind. So that's sad. Yeah, it is sad, man. I never, I never like losing a beach. Hmm. Nope. A beach. Well, anyway, <laughs> like I said, I'll just go back a little bit. It seemed to have started um, in the fraternities at Dartmouth College in the 1950s and 60s, and since has become a part of social culture on campus. There are still tournaments and leagues that are held at local, regional, and national levels, which is kind of crazy. They have beer pong national tournaments. There's even a World Series of beer pong. That that's is pretty amazing. awesome. It's probably yeah, not as exciting be... as the World Series of Baseball, but that's it's okay. It's probably not actually more exciting right? and less fucking emotional. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like set rules, like no house rules, you know, because everyone's like, oh, there's no bounce you're in you're my house. Like, you don't have some like analytics fucking you up. Right. So I guess in January of uh, 2010, there were participa- participants from around the world that included Ireland, Scotland, Germany, and Japan. Um, and this was over 1,000 participants, and there was $50,000 on the line for the, the Beer Pong World Series. Well, I could see where, you know, in college, you're like, dude, I can make some money from this. You know, right. like, actually, if you're a shark, right. for sure. That, well, and that would actually make you want to uh, practice a whole lot more. I remember bars in Santa Barbara would have Beer Pong The neighborhood yeah. has, like, a whole outside back deck of do-do-do-do-do. Pure uh, beer pong tables really? for days. And oh, like yeah. People Still. do tournaments. Like oh, they'll, yeah. they'll hold it. Oh, that shit's popular. Okay, and then question: Do you guys say tournament or tournament? Because I say tournament and tournament. Ev- Tur- I say tournament. Everyone makes but fun of me. Tourney. Uh, I don't know. Tournament. Tor- what do you say? Tournament. Tournament. Like a tournament. Wait, is that because your mom? I don't know. Wait, wait, she's from. I'm from Philadelphia. I was right. born there. Might be a Philly thing. Might be a Philly thing. That sounds like a Philly thing. Out here, it's tournament. I feel like I might have asked my mom, though, and she even said she said tournament. So I don't know where I got it. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) speaking about um, tournaments, leagues and stuff, regional, national levels, I decided to find some of the best beer pong team names. Nice. Right. Okay, I like that. Let's hear it. Number one. Balls deep. Yeah, that was a given. That's a good one. I like that. Number two. Two girls, 10 cups. I like Uh, that one. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that one's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm going to put my balls in your beer. <laughs> Big testicles. Beer pressure. Oh, beer pressure. Beer pressure's good. Wet balls. Okay. All right. A little obvious, but okay. Designated drinkers. Okay. Yeah. Rim jobs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, that one's good. Right. Now we're getting there. Alcoholigans. Not bad. Blood, sweat, and beers. Not bad. One, yeah. of, my, one of my favorites. Just the tip. Like okay, that one's funny. <laughs> <laughs> to infinity and B pong. Okay, all right. Yeah, little Toy Story. <laughs> We're already drunk. <laughs> Bad news beers. I feel like these could also right. double as fantasy football. Yeah, they could. Oh my I mean, gosh, <laughs> totally. Beer view mirrors. Okay. Okay. Shake and bake. 
How do I not have a drop for shake and bake? I don't know. Shake and, then and bake. This what the one? hell? Oh, yeah, you got to get that. Right? I'm yeah, sad that this Come one's on. so far down the list. Let me see that palm. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's Cisco, good right? Wasn't that Cisco? <laughs> yep. I have no idea what you're talking it is. about. The thong song? Thong, uh, the thong, thong. Th- th- yeah, said, he, let me, I think we talked about that before, too. I don't know. Really, they had yeah, Let okay. Me See That Pong. All right. There's Re Rack Attack, Babes and Beers, Always Get It In, <laughs> Ramrod. <laughs> Team Ramrod. Team Ramrod. <laughs> <laughs> Chuggers, Pong Tang. <laughs> that one's my favorite actually so far. Pong Tang's pretty damn funny. Yeah. Uh, buff Beer Slayers, You Got Swatted, Milk Milk Lemonade. <laughs> Around the oh corner, uh, chocolate's made, or not what it is? Lemonade. And oh, wait, no, Milfilia. There's yeah, some other ones after that, but they're really stupid. So wow. those were some of the best ones that I could find. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I might have to that's be. Let me bad, see that pong. That, that's a good one. That reminds me of the '90s. And let me see that, that pong. I like that. That is <laughs> let me freaking take hilarious. Baby, <laughs> that pong, 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 pong. <laughs> let me see the balls bounce. Whoa! Into the red cups. I'm just gonna wow. no. Just keep. I'm just gonna let it go. I can't. I can't. Oh come now on! Now I'm under pressure. Sandra made me feel that he was picking on me. Yeah, I couldn't happen. continue my You're singing. Under beer sure. Yeah, what was that one? <laughs> what? Was that one the beer pressure one or oh, beer, yeah, beer pressure? pressure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, beer pressure. That's what I thought. Re-rack attack. Yes. That one's cool. Huh? Hey, like those are some more. some pretty clever names there. Like you said, yeah. that could totally use for like uh, some fantasy shit. I still like my favorite, the one that I made up, Philip Livers. That was pretty good. Dude. <laughs> it's a really good one. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's right. So, um, speaking of fantasy football, it's about time to bring in the guru. Nice. <laughs> that's a sick. <laughs> Free your mind. <laughs> and imbibe the wisdom. <laughs> the guru. <laughs> What's up, brother? How's it going? Going well. It's Welcome going really into nice. Boozecast Draft 42, sir, for your uh, mid-season report. 42? Wow. Damn. You listen, like to what, like, you listen to like 10? <laughs> <laughs> I was on like Maybe? the second one. <laughs> 40 of them ago? That's awesome. How fast the time flies. It does. Yes, it does. Oh, good to be here. So what do you got for us, Guru? All kinds of shit, huh? Oh, man. You know what? Damn it. As, as the great Jack Bauer, 24, one of the best shows on ever on TV. Damn it. Injuries continue to abound. That is true. Keep, is, is that like a line from dropping like flies on the Guru in 2018. Oh, and by the way, there's really only one Guru, and it's John Hansen. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Even numbered fantasy years are the bane of my existence. History has shown. It's been one disaster after the next. The many casualties of war in 2018, with Will Fuller being my latest fallen soldier. At least Will Fuller had the decency to go off for over 20 fantasy points before tearing his ACL. I lost him out of three teams, Ouch. dude. No, like two teams. Well, you yeah, had him that teams. much, huh? I had him on yeah. two. He was, and he was always like a late-round pick, too. I just picked him up off the wire in two leagues, and then that happened. Like, the, like couple days later at least will fuller had the decency to go off for over 20 fantasy points before you know one of those that you know to the untrained eye might not even look so serious when it happened but i know better i I was a personal trainer for years i got a background in science and medicine and i usually call out the injury at the television screen when it happens and i'm right about 90 percent of the time like oh shit he pulled his dick muscle out for this season (laughs) 
Well, that's usually something that only keeps you out for a week. <laughs> he strained his vast deferens. <laughs> These guys are swinging deep. So you want to hear my injuries so far this year? Here's Let's my hear 2018. Out for the season, Delaney Walker, Devontae Freeman, Marshawn Lynch, mm. Jay Ajayi, and now Will Fuller. Ouch. He's... Injured long-term but not on injured reserve. Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Randall Cobb, and to a lesser degree, Joe Mixon, who's back and kicking ass. Are you starting to put, like, are you well, putting co- uh, coaches on your team now? <laughs> What's that? Are you putting coaches on your team? <laughs> I is there, nothing. is there a slot? Is there a slot for that? I thought there was just an IR spot. Hey, so Guru, let me like, ask you this: Is three Khalil, IR spots on every on every team? Is Khalil Mack going to be part of that? Because he was out last week. Is he going to be back this next week? I haven't even read the news on Khalil Mack. What? what that was what a tough happened? one, man. I, he uh, he was out. I believe it was an ankle injury. Um, was it a high ankle sprain? Uh, you know what? Because that... high ankle sprains are tricky, and they're usually multi weeks out. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen any new news on him. He was out against the Jets, but th- but that's all we know at this point. We'll have to wait for injury reports. It's a, yeah, it's probably an- will be mean tomorrow. Okay, it's questionable now, and it is an ankle, so I'm not exactly sure what part of it. But I was just Wednesday's, curious because he wasn't part of your list. Wednesday's typically the first injury report. Yeah, and you know what? It's just like he's he's. This is just the people I've had on my squad. Mm. This is not the whole league. Yeah, this is just the guru. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, with all that in the first seven weeks and one game, and I'm still at the top or next to the top in all but one league. Well, I beat you last the, week, though. Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank God, I just threw that in No, that was a good one. Uh, you know, and, and about that, my God, can I just give a shout-out to our very own Otter? Five-week winning streak, longest Damn, in the whole league. Damn, dude. He's kicking ass. He's an otter pop, dude. He's cool. <laughs> you know, and here's the only reason. Here's the only Suck reason on I've been able to do so well, Sandro, aside from a little fantasy acumen, is that I drafted for depth at the wide receiver and running back position. Smart. Now, I'm going to sound like a broken record, or I guess you'd say a skipping CD. Is that even a thing still? People don't listen to those anymore, Guru. What are CDs? <laughs> a flawed MP3. A flawed uh, anyway, MP3. Once again, here's Guru's PSA, which has nothing to do with booze, but it may save you from some hate drinking. Build depth. Draft for depth and build depth during the season. Don't draft for a quarterback or a tight end until you have at least decent depth at running back and wide receiver. Don't reach for a defense, and for heaven's sake, do not draft a defensive player or a kicker until the final rounds. I've got 25 players on bye this week over five leagues in week nine. It's my big week. And well, I'm covered in almost week. every direction. <laughs> oh. I'm almost completely covered. i got to pick up a t- I got to stream a tight end here. and I have the whole Jameis Winston debacle going on in three leagues because he was a waiver pickup. So, you know, who knows? Fitzmagic maybe. I, I don't know. And, and I hate Turd Cutter. I think he's a terrible coach. Hey, uh, uh, so – Speaking speaking of that, if you don't mind me asking energy, because I have you here, um, I'm trying to pick up um, Demarius uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, and, and he was one of the pre uh, trade deadline trades. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, so let's talk about Demarius awesome. Thomas. Nice, Demarius Thanks. Thomas. It's perfect. Is, uh, <laughs> God, I don't even remember. He's going. He's gone to Houston yep. to basically replace Will Fuller. Well, here's the deal: Demarius Thomas has been on a downward spiral this season, mm. and a lot of that probably has to do with Case Keenum. Some of that with their defensive line. I don't know. The, the Broncos are a mess, and I called that last year, and they were just terrible then too. It could be better but with the, Watson, right? 
He should do better with Watson. He should do great. You know, being lined up across from someone like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing because you're going to draw coverage away from each other. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Demarius Thomas at this point in his career is no Will Fuller. Will Fuller was a hot shot, and he came in strong. Nice, man. I, on, well, I appreciate that. Hold on, Guru. It's that time. Guru, you have a drink, right? Sounds like beer 30. Yeah, buddy. We're on to our final round. Final round. Never mind that shit. Can you blow me where the Pampers is? <laughs> Get off the stage, you tough bastard! I'm so wasted! I mean, that really got out of hand fast. All right, Guru, thank you for the pause. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it was a very, very, it was for a good cause. It's important. It's pause important. for the Absolutely. cause. Absolutely. Um, so uh, it's just, we only have to wait and see. Uh, can he, does he have the potential to do better in Houston? Sure. But, you know, again, I don't, he's not as hot as Will Fuller was. I, I don't know, but we're going to talk a little bit about uh, people traded in the 11th hour here. Um, so I've also mentioned overreaching in the draft, picking elite players way too early in the draft rounds. So let's look at three players who people always reach several rounds too high for, which means throwing away an entire rank step for backs and wideouts. First off, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. How's it going with that, all you Rodgers and Brady oh, owners? God damn it. Kiss my ass, dude. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, four it. mediocre weeks, and now you're on a bye. Brady, four mediocre weeks, a terrible week, at Jacksonville, an absolutely abysmal week at Detroit. He was just oh, poor Brady. And he was almost Dang. as bad last night in Buffalo. Why are, why are we on this? Uh, you made your point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I, I think I sense a Brady owner. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? I I played uh, Matt Ryan um, instead of most of that. So, Smart. You know. Good choice. Smart. So, so, but this is really for the rest of Booze League Nation, not the commission. We, we know you're not. <laughs> Ouch. And I so am Brady, the commissioner. So, so, Brady, through one very solid week, five versus uh, Indianapolis. Wow, Tom. In Yahoo standard scoring, Brady is 10th, Rodgers is 13th. At least five guys ahead of them were available in your leagues for weeks. Like you said, you got Ryan. Good move. Sure, Rodgers is suddenly hot again, but look what you had to give up for. It's not worth it. People, there are no rehabs for this stuff. You have to self-regulate. And the third player, well, let me just ask the question. How's it going for all you Gronk owners out there? Oh, dude, he just got arrested for, like, doing push-ups or pull-ups in, a, <laughs> in an airplane. No, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't one of those cruise uh, debacles. Yeah, yes. He was going home. Gronk hasn't earned more than 10 fantasy points since week one. He hasn't found the end zone since week one. People, you have to stop abusing the drug that is Robert James Gronkowski. Just drink instead. Tune into the booze cast. Follow Booze League all over social media. Stick to booze because the Gronk is like bath salts now. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, let's look around. There's one thing I want to talk about. Misconceptions. Uh, let's look at Julio Jones. Everybody's talked smack for Julio Jones for years. Zero touchdowns. And, you know, uh, like look at my super squad wide receiver ranks from 2017. The one I won a trophy and a whole all kinds of money in. Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. Jones was a consistent producer in that. I heard so much dribble about how bad Julio was last year, and he was a top seven wideout all season. I'm hearing the same crap this year, and he's guess what? 
a top seven wideout so far. Huh. Leo Jones is so productive that he doesn't even need touchdowns, which is good because he still doesn't have one this year. And if he and Matt Ryan ever worked that out, he's top three. He's number two in receiving yards behind Adam Thielen, but his yards per catch are 15.3, whereas with Thielen, it's just 12.5. Big difference. Yeah, he also has only played seven games to Adam's eight. So if you average it out, Julio Jones would have three more yards over eight games than Adam Thielen, who has Stefan Diggs lining across from him. And Jones has Mohamed Stanu and Calvin Ridley, who's done nothing since his monster weeks two through four. And none of them can hold the candle to Stefan Diggs. So, Guru, at this point for our listeners out in Booze Nation, um, what do they do with Julio Jones? you hold on to him just for him to have that breakout game, hold, or do you, do you cut? He's, a, he's still an elite wide receiver one. You play him every week. Okay. All right. You never stop. You, you don't put Julio Jones on your bench. You didn't draft him to be on your bench. If you are going to consider that, you shouldn't have drafted him in the first place. Jones is, and Jones is way more consistent than, than, than some of these other supposedly top-level wide receivers and running backs who've just given constantly low fantasy production. Gotcha. You know, and, and like you can always look at the waiver wire, but you know what? There's there's the waiver wire blues you face too. I picked up Ito Smith in four of my leagues two weeks ago using my top waiver position on three of them. And then just like that, Nick Chubb becomes an instant RB1. And whoever heard the news first when Cleveland traded him or, or when uh, Cleveland traded Harlow's hide away – uh, whoever heard the news first is the one who got them on their fantasy team. Just You're like saying that, that Chubb kind of rose up a little bit, kind of Chubb popped up. Nick Chubb. Well, Chubb. there was no hiding their yeah. Chubb anymore. I usually tuck it in my belt buckle. It's, it's called a pink belt buckle. Cleveland traded away Carlos Hyde so they could not hide their Chubb anymore. It's just sometimes it goes that way. Honestly, I've done better pulling guys out of free agency during the week than I have playing the actual wire. Interesting. So another big piece of news since we last shared the interwaves together, at least I hope it's big news, is the Oakland Traders trading away their top receiver, Ooh. Amari Cooper, to my Dallas, to our commission, my Dallas true, Cowboys, true, in exchange yeah, yeah, for true. a first-round pick in 2018. It's interesting that this happens right before their buy and right after Michael Gallup and Alan Hearns have their best games of the season. Well, now they have 15 days. Well, they had 15 days. Now it's less than a week to get Amari used to the new system. Uh, does Cooper now become a reliable fantasy stud from week to week instead of the front frustrating fantasy migraine he's always been? I don't know. Dallas wideouts get a much better schedule starting in November. In fact, it's going to be a cream puff schedule for wideouts uh, from here on in Dallas. And if I had to pick a pivotal game for the results to really start coming in, I'd say the Thursday after Thanksgiving when the boys host the Saints in the second of three straight home games. Okay, that's good to but know. But I'm pretty sure. What's that? That's good to know. I mean, I've, I've Amari Cooper has basically been riding my bench in, uh, in the I'm, fourth announcements. Me too, just, brother. Oh. Me too. Oh, thank God it's only in one league. Right. But I'm pretty sure, especially after seeing what other teams gave up for key players today, like Golden Tate to Philadelphia for a third-round pick, Demarius Thomas, like you mentioned before, to Houston for a fourth-round pick. Did they overpay? I don't know, but I'm willing to bet the Cowboys' plan to play the hell out of him, hmm. which can only boost his ever-cryptic fantasy value. I swear, Amari Cooper is the Da Vinci Code of fantasy football. I need Tom Hanks to help me decipher him. <laughs> I don't have access to Tom Hanks. I'm no further along on this at all. Nice. It's just Amari Cooper's damn mess. Huh, interesting. All right, so what's one last piece of advice before we get over to the old booze and tug update, Guru? What's one last thing uh, that people need to think about as they look at the last half of their fantasy season whether they're going to crash and burn or rise to excellence well here's the best thing i can tell you 
get in get into your rosters now and just to, just really pick them apart and look at your week 9, 10, 11 and 12 week buy players because whoever's on a buy you need to prepare for that now not in the week that they're on buy get those people tucked away on your bench now so that you can plug and play so if you're not playing the wire or pulling people out of free agency or trying to negotiate trades now uh, you're going to have a really hard time in the next month interesting okay All right. cool that's great thank you Awesome. Well, we're going to get on to the old uh, booze and tug update. Uh, do you want to stick around for that? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Just talk a little smack about the unfiltered gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to say unfiltered genital man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with their, with their TDN medical issues. <laughs> you know, poor tiny dick Nick. Tiny dick <laughs> Nick. <laughs> All right. Here we go with the old, uh, the old, the booze, old and tug booze and tug update. All right. So uh, last week's action. Found uh, Otter beat me. God damn it, one eighteen to one oh six. I thought I was gonna have him. Damn, that's so close. <laughs> I thought I was gonna. I thought you know that that was wow. a Tom Brady issue right there. Otter hasn't lost since he played me in week three. Kiss yeah. my ass, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, the Guru, <laughs> he beat poor Tiny Dick Nick. Tiny Dick Nick. Did he like beat him or did he annihilate uh, him? Guru had one hundred nineteen. Tiny Dick Nick had ninety three. Which Good is, job. Uh, I think, 0.93 the size of his penis. Um, <laughs> That's respectable for him this year. Whoa, whoa, easy. Hey, easy, well, guys. Hey, you're, you on. can only confirm or deny, right? <laughs> uh, I choose to deny. Coley, you had 76. <laughs> beaten by Sandro, who had 129. Sandro is kicking some ass Damn. right now, Guru. Trying. All well, because of that last segment, Guru. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Well, you know what, Sandra? I beat you first time around, so it was your turn to hey, beat me. The real surprise is the points leader for last week. Real surprise is It's a wash. The real surprise is the points leader for last week. Yes, which we'll get to. Um, so, Tug Jones was defeated by Dan. Fear the champ. The uh, champ from last year. Damn. 158 to 90. Oh. Which is a oh. spanking right there. Damn. Yeah, that is. Uh, that is Did he just rough. have a bunch of people benched or something? <laughs> I don't know what That's happened an with that. Embarrassment. He should buy Ooh. rounds for the rest of the fall. He absolutely should. <laughs> and uh, Beauty and Beer, um, who uh, was an auto draft team, which I again we think might be a uh, teachable moment, is what we thought about last week. <laughs> auto draft team Beauty and Beer picked up 140 and beat Scoot from the Unfiltered Gentleman. Another win. Two yeah. years in a row this has happened. Another win. I lost a do- Remember, I lost to your dog twice last season. That is true. Darby does kick some ass at fantasy football. I mean, let's just be honest. Damn. Yeah. I'm auto-drafting I mean, next year. Right? We're thinking about that. Just I'm, everyone auto-drafting. We thought, yeah, cool. hey, so what do you think, Guru, if we everybody in the old booze and tug on both sides lets the auto-draft happen and then we pick it up from there? Yeah, just all of us. Yep. All of us. Everyone yep. is in. Just like it'll be, we could call it the post-apocalyptic. Yes, <laughs> I like, I like that. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Like zombie. Or we could just names. go to Coley for some names. So here are the. Um... Oh, easy. We're on the same team. <laughs> no, bro. that was a compliment. I like them. Oh. Remember, I was on mute. <laughs> oh, beer pong. Oh, 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 oh got you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Guri, crack me up. All right, oh, um, so here's man. the current score, Guru. You did mention that you think we might be behind. Right now, Booze League has 4,295 points. 
The Tug, the unfiltered genital men have uh, 4,463 of the bastards. Damn. <laughs> Asshole, what the fuck? Son of a bitch. 200 points is easy to catch up. You know what it is? They were yeah. chasing us so hard last year that they just like probably worked five times harder than we did. Yeah, no, it, and it's it's not actually bad. We were down 119 last week. We're now 168, so it's not, you know, we can make that back. We can absolutely make that back. Yeah. But here are the current standings. For that. Before we turn you loose, Guru, here are the current standings. Um, for the old booze and tug right now, fear the champ. The, uh, he says fear the champ cause his beard won it last year. I don't really buy into it, but Dan from the unfiltered gentleman's number one otter number two, let it go otter number Ooh. two, right there. Give me two, um, which I don't know where that drop is. Other than <laughs> I, <play. laughs> I changed all that around. Anyways, um, beauty and beers. Number three guru. You are number four. Sandro. There you go. Guru stepping on up to number five. Damn son. Yeah. Yes, Tug, great. Tug nice. Jones, who used to be number one uh, not that long ago, is now number six. Yikes. That was an expected regression. <laughs> expected by you, the expert, maybe. Shade. Um, followed by Scoot. Coley, you're still at number eight somehow. We're going to work, um, on, we're gonna work so, on that. I, you know what? It's like, you know, like reality TV shows where you get voted off for like, like doing shit, like making yeah, things like survivor. Or, like, or like no like yeah. ta- no like tattoos right yeah. if you just do like solid mediocre tattoos you don't have the best tattoo of the day but you don't have the worst tattoo of the day okay. you just kind of like coast through and i'm I just, just want- fucking coasting i'm just coasting i don't know that you're wrong about that huh. i've been trying really hard and i've only made it to number nine uh in the standings and tiny dick nick tiny dick nick <laughs> bring it so, up the rear so tiny <laughs> tinier than the score yeah, not that anyone would notice being such a tiny dick if he was bringing up the rear. But that oh. being said... <laughs> tiny dick Nick. Bringing up the beer. Is you know, number 10. Nick does so. say that, though. If I ever, if anyone ever makes penis jokes, especially me, yeah. he always tells me I wouldn't call it small if he stuck it in my butt. And I'm like, mm, you have a point. Well, <laughs> it, I don't know. Based on his fantasy football. You know, and just for him, because I know he's listening, and I don't want to get upset, I'm going to play the old drop for him. Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Just so you can remember what he once used to be before he became Tiny Dick Nick. It's like so unimpressive. He gets one at the mid-season report. (laughs) So um, here's what's interesting about all this, Guru. Out of the top five, this is the first time this season the Booze League has had more spots in the top five than the gentlemen. So that's something right there. We're kind of picking it up a little bit. We're kind of moving up into the top there. Things are starting to work themselves out, so that's awesome. something. Sophisticated. Yeah, so sophisticated. Um, well, but I mean, unfortunately, Guru, we have some bad news for Booze League. For the third week in a row. <laughs> no, say it ain't so. Freaking Coley has won the Charlie Sheen Award. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Coley, Coley and I are going to have to have a sidebar about this. I'm, I'm going to be giving a, a personal session. Uh, maybe a phone conference this week. So expect a call from me, Coley. Okay. All right, I need, to light, you, I need to light you up a little bit. I, I made some, love, I made I some changes. I have a waiver on the line right now, actually. <laughs> All right, Guru. Well, thanks for tuning in, brother. Um, and thank you for your reporting. We really appreciate yeah, it. Um, we're going to bring you back on soon. Solid stuff, thanks, Guru. Thanks, thanks guys. Guru. Talk to you soon, brother. Cheers, bud. Love y'all. And there he goes. The Guru. Nice. Jeffrey the Guru Gray. It's quite insightful. 
Yeah, he does. Uh, he brings some insight to the fantasy world. I mean, I tell you, that guy much needed too is obsessed. Dude, I listen to a lot of fantasy shit on the radio. Like, and that's I like him. His like point on it, you know, like his take and his enthusiasm and everything. It's good. Oh yeah, no, he's he's not messing it's around when it comes right to fantasy there. football. But Coley, Hopefully this is for you, everyone. real quick. Winning. <sighs> the Sorry. Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting the bed. <laughs> Droopy-eyed armless children. We can love to party. I'm by winning. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks. Yeah, I don't know what you were doing. So, <laughs> do I like really get a prize though, like for having the most shitting the bed awards? And I'm gonna be honest, I have an idea, Is and this uh, I don't know if you're gonna you're like not it or not. Gonna like it, but it's gonna be pretty funny. <laughs> At the end of the day, humor trumps I don't know, most other things. Because I've won it four times. Totally, yeah. yeah four times. <laughs> that might be the most in any one season since we started the old booze and tug. All right, so we're going to do one last thing, only because we don't do it this week. Uh, we just probably won't ever get to it. Um, I don't know. Have I loaded up? No, I have not loaded up that intro into this particular one. <laughs> this is the Booze League uh, sports report here, which is a good time. And also, it's time for uh, our another final round, if you guys are ready. It's been another 12 minutes, oh, so... Sure. We'll play this as the intro for the uh, very last segment of the show. Final round. Never mind that shit. Can you blow me where the Pampers is? <laughs> Every time that cracks you up. <laughs> Get off the stage, you tough bastard! I'm so wasted! I mean, that really got out of hand fast. For your sports? We yes. can just go sports, 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 sports. <laughs> Yay, they scored a touchdown. Yeah, um, okay, there you go. There's your intro. Okay, so um, I've done a lot of research, uh, and it, I was originally going to write this actually for an article for um, boozeleague.com, but the amount of research that went into it, and it actually became very tedious and difficult to get the facts I needed to put this together, so it took a lot longer than I would have expected it to be, and now that the season's over... I still have this information and I don't want to let it go. So I researched all the stadiums. There are 30 stadiums, I believe. Yeah. 30 stadiums in MLB, in professional MLB, that um, all serve now. You, you know, craft beer is starting to become a thing. You know, we've seen that at Dodger Stadium, for mm-hmm. instance. Oh, yeah. Um, so now we have. My bank statement seen it for sure. Yes. <laughs> hell, right? It's so freaking expensive. It's better to get like 22 ounce or 32 ounce Miche. Yeah. You get a lot more beer. Yeah, well, yeah, you get a, well, you don't get a lot more beer. You get the same amount of beer, but you get more liquid. Yeah. Yes. Right? I think. Yeah. Which fills you up quicker, which makes you drink less and saves you money, mm-hmm. which is the point. Um, so what I did is I compiled um, there a list of um, the top five beers that are craft beers at, I'm going to let you guys look at this. Would one of you mind giving me another beer while I'm talking? Sure. <laughs> I'm parched. I'm absolutely parched uh, for round four. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back with so much head from that guy. <laughs> That's what he said. Mm. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. And? These nuts. There we go. <laughs> got him. We got that one as well. Ah! Got him. <laughs> that guy is my jam. Dude, so I, I loaded up uh, the whole new soundboard here on the new uh, Booze League iPad, the official Booze League sound cart. Yes. And uh, some turned out okay. 
some did not, uh, some didn't make it over. So this has been an, and nothing is in the same place. So the, the sound, oh dude, you're the best. Look at that head. Boom. No one, let no one say that Sandra doesn't give good head. Great job. Well done. Well done. Appreciate that for the uh, the second final round of the day. <laughs> <laughs> second final it's round. Never the final round. Thank God I sleep at the Boosley headquarters. All right, so uh, this is after much ado uh, the final list. I'm going to ask you guys a few questions because I'm sure you have some assumptions. the The results of this particular study were far different than what I expected. Okay. Now, have you guys ever had to read a peer reviewed study before? Mm, yes. It is mind-numbingly boring because it is very, very dry. However, what I think is very interesting is in that study, they always have a section. Here are the limitations of the study. Here's where you need more work. Here's the more information we need, and this is what the next study needs to take. So in that vein, I'm going to give the quick limitations of what this study was. Okay. This included nothing in a bottle. So no bottles were included in this study. Just draft. Only stuff on draft. Okay. Now, another limitation of the study is that this is all untapped scores. So you're only the data you're relying on is user-generated by people who are drinking. So maybe there are some beers there that didn't get, the, didn't get what they needed, didn't okay. get the, the results that they needed because people are drinking, they forgot to put them in, what have you. So there are some flaws with this study. However, based on untapped, what I did is I took the top five Craft beers. Okay. Nothing domestic. It was owned by a big brewery, AB InBev. Um, anyone like that. Goose Island, obviously not included. Like anything like that. Wicked Weed now doesn't count. I took took them out of the mix. Okay. This is only independently owned craft breweries on draft, specifically at MLB stadiums. Nice. Now, let me ask you something. Who do you think is the best craft beer stadium in all of MLB? Brewers. It's not not a, being the brewer is not yeah. a bad. I got to go. Not with bad. That. Yep. What do you think, Coley? Colorado Rockies. That's not a bad one either. Both good. Uh, neither of you have right, um, which is fine. Damn it! <laughs> do, I get a, do I get a wrong buzzer? <laughs> if you like. Thank All right. You. Let me give you the bottom ten. Who has the worst? The Cubs. At Wrigley Field. Damn. They have an average untapped score of 2.3. Wow. Absolutely terrible. 2.38 to be exact. And in fact, part of the problem was there wasn't even enough actual craft beer on tap there to get five ratings. Oh, There's only three. That's horrible, especially now, the in ones that they, area. The ones they had were pretty good. It's a 394, 382, and a 378. Um, I'd have to look up. Uh, I got the, the data somewhere where I can look it up. But yeah. um, Cubs, were la- Cubs were absolutely last. Uh, number 29 were the Mets at City Field. That's probably going to change because they're getting a McKellar Brewery there. Mm. Really? McKellar's cool. going there? I believe so, yeah. Oh, cool. Is it there or is it the Giants? I don't know. I think this it's where the Mets be. are playing. That's pretty cool. One of the two, yeah. Good for them. I love their beer. Uh, Rangers. Texas Rangers. Globe Life Park were number 28. The Yankees were at number 27. Yeah. Right in the heart of New York. No good beer. Uh, Chase Field is the home of the Diamondbacks, number 26. And here's where here's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular list here after the World Series ended. The freaking Red Sox are number 25. Fenway huh. Park yeah. had an average untapped rating of 3.65 at number 25. Not that good. Losers. A lot of those like older Suck stadiums are very corporate. They, they don't have time for that shit. You know what I mean? They're, they're putting their money makers in there. Yeah, well, maybe. 
Maybe, but I mean, they're a little older though. A lot of those breweries or a lot of the stadiums that you're talking about. I mean, those are kind of old. I don't disagree school, with that, but yeah. like Diamondbacks Chase Field is that one's that old. new. Yeah, that's a new one. Coors though. That's, well, that's a, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll see where the uh, where the Rockies are. Gotcha. Uh, I'll go through this quickly. Number twenty four is the Braves. Number twenty three is the Nationals National Parks. Another yep. new one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yep. Cardinals Bush Stadium. Number twenty two. Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play is number twenty one, and the Reds. Great American Ballpark out of Cincinnati, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number 20. But they're number one in bow ties. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're keeping track at home, <laughs> that's where you want to go for a good goddamn bow tie. A Cincinnati bow tie. Tell you what. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the top 10. Um, well, first off, where do you think the Dodgers fall in all this? Seven. Nine. Dodgers are at 17. <laughs> you, didn't let, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He was like this. Wait. There's always a teen coming on the end with Sandra. No. Actually, that sounded way worse than I thought. Sorry. Horrible. I apologize. I'm gonna go ahead and rewind that one. Shame. I apologize. I didn't think about that before it got out of my mouth. Um, Dodgers average on tap score is three seven six, which actually isn't bad. I guess because Tug lives so close. That's that's where that came from. Uh, the Astros, who beat us last year, were below us by one at 18. Thank God. With a 3.75. It's firmly in tug territory. Hmm. Let's talk about the top 10. <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's talk about the top 10 here. I wish my, my – uh, I don't have a timpani here. Um, the Athletics, number 10. Average score of 3.86. Okay, nice. Which actually very much surprises me. But at the same time, it is Bay Area. So. Yeah, there's some good crap beer right there. Yep. White Sox, Chicago, came in at – Number a nine with a three eight. That's why I was so surprised about Wrigley Field because when I heard about the White Sox Stadium, mm-hmm. they do yeah, that's some beer, good beers there. Well, I mean the difference between uh, let's see, so White Sox, uh, I'm sorry, well, they were three three eight six six, and the Cubs were two three zero eight. I think part of the problem is the Cubs aren't just bringing in craft it's a, beer. It's a big jump, yeah. Yeah, it's they're just not bringing in jump. craft beer at all. Uh, the Mariners, which uh, Seattle doesn't really surprise me at all, oh, yeah. three eight eight, and then. Who do you think's next? Someone super obvious. This San Francisco? Sh- uh, good guess. San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Padres are next at number seven with a 3898, which is pretty good. Marlins. I think that one surprised me the most. Really surprised. Yeah, Marlins. Good old Florida are, man. They are, some craft beer. I feel like Florida has <laughs> a lot of craft beer, though. Cigar City. I mean, that's pretty much that's the true. one I can say. That's true, but, you know, they're not one of those states that's kind of known for it. I mean, every, I think every state has at least a few good craft breweries, sure. I would say. But uh, Mariner, Safeco Field, uh, average of three. Sorry, where, where am I? Oh, there the Marlins are up here. Uh, three nine two. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Uh, next is the Giants, which is Coley's guess at AT and T Park at four point zero one. No, I said the Rockies. Oh no, 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 just now, just now. Oh, he said the San Francisco. Oh, you did. Yeah. I said San Diego. That's right. Sorry. Bay Area. Take another drink of, of beer. My bad. There's a lot of really good uh, craft beer up in the Bay. That is true. Good point. Um, yeah, that's a four point. That's when we first break the four mark right there. This one, actually, I take it back. This one actually surprised me. The next two actually surprised me a lot. The Indians. Progressive Field. Really? Cleveland, what? of all places. Huh. Didn't beat the Giants by much, uh, but it is a 4.018. So beat them by .004 in terms of untapped ratings. Uh, next above that are the Tigers from Detroit. I think okay. that one surprised me. I didn't know Detroit had. I've yeah. I think Detroit. Well, Michigan. What, up. Where's uh, Hedy Topper from? 
Alchemist. Uh, are they in Michigan? No, they're Vermont. They're Vermont, yeah. But uh, you oh, got right. Founders from Michigan. Founders, that's the one. I knew yeah. it was one of those two. Um, but they've got a 4.052. Mm. Then wow. the Brewers, one of the original guesses at Miller Park was a 4.082. Okay. And now we're down to number one. Who do you think? And this one is going to be a massive Please. surprise. Arizona. Oh, Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, wait, is that even a team still? That, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we mentioned them in uh, their number 21. The Expos. Three, that that's Washington Nationals. Yeah. <laughs> we also mentioned them in the bottom 10. The Texas Rangers. Oh, no, they got they were, mentioned too. They were mentioned Did in the they? bottom 10. Oh, damn it. They were number 28. Let's Seriously, it's no one you'd ever think of. God, jeez. Is there someone in, like, Idaho that plays? <laughs> uh, it's out in the Midwest, yeah. Mm. Think of Dodger colors. Oh, the Royals. The Kansas Royals. City. Oh, well, no, Boulevard and all those Kansas City there. Royals. Yeah, totally. Oh. Yeah. They came in with a 4.1. They only had one. No, they had two. They had nothing below 3.87. In yeah. terms of uh, what they had on draft out there at Kauffman Stadium, the Royals. Nice. So, congrats to the Royals. They uh, best craft beer in MLB right there. That's what I hear. Wow. Dude, I, hear, I hear the beer is amazing out there in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to go try that out. I didn't really think of Kansas City as a craft beer destination before um, until I got that. I was actually super surprised when I when I put the numbers together and sorted it all out. I'm like, the f- fuck the Royals. What the wow, hell is that's this? That's crazy. So, hmm. very interesting. That's awesome, man. Nice, man. Well, definitely. I know I've always wanted to check out every single stadium. I know that's huge, like, task to, to take care of. Mm-hmm. But, man, that'd be rad to take, like, a little cross-country trip. Somebody has done like it. That, you know? Wasn't we covered beers? somebody that did um, all the breweries in Michigan in, yeah. in one year? Yeah. Yes. Right? That, that chick took got all year. My hat's yeah, off to that chick. Yeah. Live her out for that chick. So, we're actually a little bit longer than we meant to, but that happens when the guru comes on because we have a lot to say. It was totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Had a lot to cover. Um, that has been the end. And I will not be shitting the bed this week. This thing right not, not next week. Is that not that pong, 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 That's because you have your beer pong song playing. That's right. You know. This has been Draft 42. If you're listening to this on a Thursday, right after it was released, November uh, November 1st, I guess, will come out. We do have a live show this weekend at 818 Brewing on November 3rd. Uh, us and the unfiltered gentlemen. Drew behind armless children. Come check us out. We'll be signing autographs, doing live shows. Absolutely. We'll have merch, probably. Right? Oh, we'll have a ton of free baby. We'll have some uh, merch will be given out for contests. ton of merch. Um, you can check it. Uh, we have a live um, event up on boozley.com right now. You can find out the address and everything else. Hit us up on Twitter, at boozley. Yeah. What's Cisco done since this? They played this at Steve-O's wedding. And let me tell you, me and all my besties got down. Got that twerked it up. We did. Tell you what. You find us on Instagram. Please hit us up on Instagram. We want to connect with more of you. At Booze League. And also on Facebook. For those of you still on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Booze League. Booze League.com has all of these drafts. there on the website itself. Along with links to relevant stuff that we talked about. And uh, hit us all up as well. We'd love to talk to you. So, Are we on MySpace too? How dare you? We are on Friendster. <laughs> Friendster, sir. No, I thought it was Live Journal. Oh, LJ, yeah. Live Journal back in the day. Holy shit. I had a dead journal, that actually. There old school. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, guys. Uh, cheers, everybody, and thanks for listening. We'll talk to you uh, live at Draft 43. Cheers. Cheers.